Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sound and Three Team Parlays. I'm Crouch and he's old. You're listening to the hottest podcast in the Q&A. All right, Oja, uh, episode 50 is going to have a little Dickinson County flavor on a couple different levels here today. Episode 50. Give it a daily update here on our uh, Studio One scenery. Beautiful day in Lake Linden, 40 degrees, sunshine. Uh, snow is melting away. Been a hell of a winter, hasn't it? This has been the best winter ever. Unbelievable. How was it at the ski hill, first of all? Um, yeah, I went we'll down to, to that the... guy in a second. I want to hear about that, but give me some... Give me some scoop on the ski jumps. Ski jumps were good. We went down to Iron Mountain. Uh, again, they did a, a great job. Uh, big thank you to Edgewood Ed- Education Group for hosting again and uh, having shack and food and drinks and just uh, what what a great environment. Uh, last year was a little muddy, but it was this year was about 30, 35 degrees maybe, so everything was a little bit cooler. No mud anywhere. Uh, a little bit of wind for those jumpers, which is kind of cool. There were some outstanding jumps yesterday too. I actually watched a lot of them. Some records broken, but uh, always a great environment. You know, probably saw a few people you haven't seen in a while. I'm sure. Yeah, we I, I spent did a little t- <clears throat> went for a little, our little walk. Uh, talked to Coach Martle at uh, Iron Mountain mm-hmm. and the Redinger crew, and then uh, David W. and his uh, his beautiful wife spent a lot of time with us, hanging out, and I kind of hung out with those guys. And great day, uh, great great uh, discussion with uh, Spud Pagornik. Oh jeez, he uh, did he mention the show? He, he did. We told we talked about it, but then I, we got to do a little research on this. He was bringing this up at the ski ski jumps early '90s. He said it was a beautiful day, and there was a huge football game that broke out between two lines of cars between Kingsford kids and Iron Mountain kids. Not kids, probably young men. He goes, he goes, it was epic. They actually there was more people watching that football game in the mud than there was the ski jumps. So, <laughs> Um, he was explaining it sounded like quite the extravaganza, but we'll have to get some, do some digging on that with some of our, our uh, Dickinson County faithful down there. Find out who actually participated and how many guys were on a team. That'd be interesting. And how many actually got arrested. Yeah. No doubt. That was uh, another. Went to the hospital. Yeah. No, there was at least one arrest that I know of. But anyway, um, one cool thing, you know, just a little update. This was a, a pretty heartwarming thing that happened to me yesterday. Um, after the ski jumps, we were grabbing a bite to eat, and um, a guy came up to me, gave me, you know, a big hug, and thanked me for, um, for having a little story about his son on our podcast. If you remember back in the fall, a uh, young man from Iron Mountain, Michael Talrico, who was in a hor- horrific side-by-side accident, was in a coma for a while, and had a lot of major head injuries. I remember, yeah, I remember that well. That was... Uh... Obviously tough on that whole community dealing with something like that, but you, you did. So you saw the dad yesterday. Yep. Talked to the dad last night. The young man has been out, is out of the hospital and should be returning to normal everyday activities, including going back to work next week. Oh, that's outstanding. So uh, congratulations to the Tellerico family. Um, obviously probably not out of the woods completely, but that's um, cool what, as hell. What a, what a great thing. So I'm really glad he came up and shared that with me, you know, that's what we do, Oj. We just make make a difference in a lot of people's <laughs> lives. But uh, really, a great story. So happy to hear that. Yeah, I just uh, I just got back from a little tour of the uh, south end of Ontonagon County. Not really a tour. Just kind of let loose for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, it was that was a good time. They have no snow there either, by the way. It's amazing. But yeah, I got to see some friends and hang out a little bit. So it was, nobody got arrested. No, no, it was. Uh, 
we ventured out a little bit in the afternoon on Saturday. We're going to head to another guy's camp, actually to Bimbo's camp, but he was on his way toward one of the establishments in downtown Ewan. So ah, so did you. Passed him on the highway. We did a quick U-turn and, and met him at South Branch for a while and had a good time. So a couple of long neck Budweiser. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What else we got this well, week? Well, it's, uh, you know, it, I guess it's only fitting that we make mention of it, especially after we've kind of lambasted some of our fans for asking about it, but it's National Sauna Week. Just happens to be National Sauna Week, the end of it, I guess, today. So Yeah, so we you know we always kind of say we're not talking about saunas per se, but it is National Sauna Week, so we should probably make mention of it. We'll, uh, we're going to have ours going today. The Urkula Sauna will be rolling if you're interested. Yeah, I may take a ride. I know for sure the one in my garage is going to be on too as well. Got some college evening. basketball this afternoon. Throw that on, but I'll get the I'll get the fire going probably mid afternoon. Um, Just to and, celebrate Sauna Week. Yeah, for sure. I don't think we actually. It was such a nice week last week. We were splashing around the tub most of the time, but hot tub outside, not in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get glad that, you cleared that let's up. Let's keep that clear. We don't want any. Uh, any uh, Mel Tucker comments? Here. Yeah. Well, it is sauna day today, and maybe we'll be able to tell some sauna stories over how this went next week. I wonder how many of, some of our listeners. I wonder how many of our fans can spell eucalyptus. Uh, that's a good question. All right. Um, tip of the hat. Got to give a little congratulations to somebody we know here. Yeah, this award actually came out. I think maybe. Over a week ago now, it, it, right. it came out. We probably should have had it in last week's, and it uh, slipped our mind. But I, I thought of it this week, and I figured it'd be a good time to mention. Uh, Callie Metz, you know, my former athletic director, um, Cal High School grad, Cal Lifer. You know, he's he was there for many years in various capacities in the school district. Now he makes our apparel. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sean Jocks, he was awarded. Uh, by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the Charles E. Forsythe Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, kind of a prestigious award and, and well-deserved. Yeah, and it's al always nice to see it go to somebody in the Upper Peninsula, uh, but when it hits somebody in the Copper Country, it's, it's even a little bit more special. So congratulations to Joxie. Now, speaking of nominations. Speaking of <clears throat> awards, how about this little thing that came through the old email last week? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was kind of, uh, we should have, actually, we should read the actual uh, nomination for us. That was pretty impressive. Holy cow, was that ever. I made me, uh, I didn't realize we were that good. Well, I think we kind of all expected that, right? Greatness follows us. One hell of a job um, by one of our fans. I'm not sure if we're supposed to say who. I don't, it, 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 the email just... came in anonymous. True. Said it was anonymous. So we'll but... keep it quiet, but it, it was very well written. And uh, we were nominated for a, a Houghton County Award, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, through uh, the Cuna Chamber of Commerce, they they, they recognize mm -hmm. a lot of different at a lot of different levels. And SS3TP was nominated for a Community Advancement Award, but the Spark Plug Award, I think it's called. Yeah, correct? for for doing positive mm -hmm. things for your community, which again, very humbling, very nice. Thank you to our. You know the, the the person persons who nominated us. Yeah, I was fired up, and then I I thought, well, we might have a shot of winning this thing here, and and then I looked at the nominations the next day, and we'll probably be lucky to not be last place. Yeah, I would say that the you know, and, and we're having a blast highlighting the community and UP and all that stuff, but some of the people on that list probably do a lot more for the community than our local podcast does. 
I mean, you look at that list, there's like three. I mean, first of all, the name that jumps out to me is they're going to, you know, John D has been nominated. Yeah. You and know, for those that don't know, which is probably many of them, he was uh local. Well, he worked for the radio stations. Then he, he went privately um, and not just for the weather reports, but he was also big into the, the snowmobile trails, yep. biking trails. Um, you know, great guy. I, I know his wife quite a bit better than him. You know, she, she was secretary long time and still is long time secretary mm-hmm. in the washington middle school in calumet but uh yeah we lost john d um number of months ago now he had uh some heart issues and he passed away so there's just one of many that'll probably uh finish way higher than us yeah there, like i said all, all kidding aside there's some some people on that list that really do a lot of things for the community so I'll congratulations them be nominated but um, hey, uh, we're on that list. It's a start. It is. So that's a formal too. You see that? Yeah, it is formal. We got the official email saying and, and inviting us to a fifty dollar plate dinner. Yeah, big time dinner. So we got to put a tie on. You could probably just wear one of your coaching shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, end of the month. Yeah. So we'll uh, make sure we we fill everybody in on how that event went. Yeah, I mean, again, we're a long shot, and, uh, and, uh, and to be honest, there there's some people I think should be recognized. You know, there could be they could probably give that award to ten people and still feel good about it because there's a lot of positive things that go on in our community. We are a 16 seed for sure. In this, yeah. Oh yeah, in this event we, we are. We might be in the play-in game. <laughs> we are probably in a play-in game, but um, local scene, uh, hockey regionals were this weekend. Houghton took care of Calumet. And Hancock took care of Jeffers, so those two will meet in the regional championship on four Wednesday. to one, four to one, six to four. Those two games, I think. I believe so. So there's really no surprises in that at all. I, um, Houghton, obviously the perennial favorite here going into this, and they'll be the favorite against Hancock as well. But you know, I think if they if they bring their A game, play solid, they should uh, they should advance. But you never know, especially in hockey, some strange things can happen. So um, that's Wednesday, you said. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you can't argue. I think. People in the community would say Calumet or uh, Houghton and Hancock were probably the two top teams. Now, one th- interesting thing that comes about this year is Marquette and the Sioux are down in that same division. So, so that'll that, be a quarterfinal matchup. That quarterfinal matchup, if Marquette wins it, and they, I, I I need somebody to, to fill me in on this because I would imagine the state has that quarterfinal game set in Marquette. But what if Marquette wins? Why shouldn't it be Being played in the host? Yeah, why should it be in Marquette, not in Houghton? No, if the Sioux wins and Houghton or Hancock play, damn, I can see Marquette. But it's going to be a little tougher road to get out of the UP this year with Marquette and the Sioux down on that other side. So good luck to those hockey teams. Yeah, for sure. Boys High School District start this week also. Correct. Which is, uh, well, I guess the girls will be there the following week, correct? Yep. The week, week after. So looking forward to that. Some of the local teams in action early in the week. Uh, uh, there was a big, well, let's talk real quick. There was a big, yeah, game, before, big game Wednesday night. I went up and watched at the SDC. It's nice. I love watching high school games. At the how game. was the atmosphere there? Okay. It was pretty good. There was a decent crowd. It wasn't huge, but most of the, you know, the fancy dancy back seats were filled. Uh, Crystal Falls was like 17 and three or something. Lakes were something three and uh, Lake Lennon played. I thought that was the best game they played all year. They won by 12, and they really probably should have won by 20. Took a couple ill-advised turnovers here and there. but Well, then they, the other the other news, too, upcoming from Lake Linden Hoops, they played Cal the next night yeah, and ended up being a you know relatively decent game, but uh, the Marcotte kid rolled his ankle. 
Right. Which is, you got any updates on that? Because um, that's, that's a big loss come the tournament time. I don't know well, fortunately, the severity of it or not. But Fortunately, <clears throat> the medical staff, I mean, everybody pretty much on the coaching staff at Lake Linden this day is an athletic trainer. So it's in, he's in good hands. Um, I talked with uh, Dr. Jarvis, uh, who was working on him, and he was swollen. So it, it's it's obviously something to be concerned about. I did, did see Danny hobbling around at the Lake's Cal girls game, and he wasn't sporting crutches. Maybe it's, you know, he's playing the tough guy card, but maybe it's feeling better. So hopefully that thing comes around because they got a pretty good shot in, that, in their district, I would think. I would think they'd be the favorite to win that district. I know Dollar Bay and Barriga will play, and then Lake Linden will play the winner of that. And I think Chassel plays Lance. Yeah, exactly. Well, they just – who does Lakes open with? They play the winner of Dollar Bay. Okay, so they're going to buy three. Yeah, they got the buy. They see it now one of the top Well, if, they, if they're – I mean, if Lakes is playing anything close to their – you know, ability, they should get through that district. They really should. You know, the one thing that is grinding me, and this is probably not the day to bring this up, but they seed it now. They seed those top two, but then they just randomly draw it alphabetically one way or another. So Lakeland has zero chance of having a home game no. because it's alphabetically. And so they're going to have to play at Dollar Bay or Barriga. And then at, I, let's be honest, Chassel's going to beat Lance. The, uh, on the other side of things, Cal is going to host Hancock, I believe, in the opening round there. Um, this should be a decent game. I think Cal, you know, both teams have had two close ones during the course of the year. Um, we'll see what happens there. But then, of course, on the other side of that, you got Iron Mountain moving, correct? Well, you, in, in this district, so Cal and Hancock will play, and then the winner will play Jeffers. And then on the other side of that district is Ishpeming and Westwood, I believe. Okay. Oh, Iron Mountain's not in that district? I don't think so. I know every year it's changing. Yeah, it's hard to hard to keep track, obviously. Um, what about Houghton? Uh, they must be with with down in that Kingsford area. Gladstone, Kingsford. I would assume so. I would assume so. It's kind of like I said, it's goofy. It's it's so much different from the days when you and I were coaching. They were just basically there geographically and girls wise. This week you mentioned the uh, Lake Linden and Cal got together and tangled the other night. Sounds like a decent game. It was a pretty good game. Uh, the score is not indicative of, of that one. It was a it was a 58-50 final. Something like that. But it was really a two-point, three-point game either way. Cal girls are young. They're playing well. They play well. You know, they, they, they get after you on defense, and they, they rebound really, really well. You know, Lakes girls had a little foul trouble that first half, and one of their top guns had to sit a little bit. But um, they won going away. They're going to have their districts the following week. And yeah, we'll be talking week. about that next Sunday. We'll have uh, boys' district results a little bit, or at least some updates on that, and then uh, we'll be knee-deep into the girls' schedule. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, a bittersweet week for our Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, hey, Oge? Boy, I guess so. Uh, you can't you can't make it up. You can't script it any better than their Idaho – or, uh, sorry, the Eastern Washington game um, midweek. Thursday was, night. That yep. was a hell of a win for them. Um, they're – signature win of the year against a team that, you know, I've looked at some of these, um, you know, potential uh, tournament pairings and stuff that they've mm -hmm. thrown out there. And Eastern Washington seems to be the team that everybody's thinking is going to come out of that conference. Um, and, you know, have them listed as like a 15 seed in most of these um, early projections for the tournament. So they're definitely the top team in that, uh, in that league right now. And, Northern Arizona took care of them. Yeah, they played well. I watched that. Like I said, I'm really enjoying watching this this level of basketball and seeing these teams. Eastern Washington is the top dog in that league, and Northern Arizona was just tougher. And I got to tell you, I am not an Eastern Washington team. 
What a bunch of little whiners. I'm not even going to say what I, I, what I really think, but the, just the chippiness and the stupid nonsense. And so I was really happy to see the Lumberjacks beat those guys. Yeah, that was a great win for them. And, and then you're, you're hoping that they get on a little bit of a roll, but then they ran into Idaho and lost a pretty decent lead too, yeah. correct? And again, didn't watch it, just read the recap, listened to it a little bit, but the, they had a little bit of a lead in the first half and were down at half. And when they're winning at half, they're undefeated. And when they're losing at half, it's a little bit tougher sledding. So they, they ended up losing to Idaho yesterday. And then next week they're they're on the road and that travel that travel and that that conference is crazy. They're off. They're going to be at Idaho State and at Weber State. Who Weber State's got a, a guy that's pretty good. He's probably yeah. the best player in that league. I think he's an NBA type player, correct? Yeah, I forget his name, but I, he he's he's pretty talented. So they'll have a couple big ones on the road next week. But um, let's uh listen to what Coach Berker had to say after that big win in Eastern Washington. And did you? See the social media videos? Oh, I saw it. I, yeah, it's it's just an awkward thing watching those coaches dance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he, he Coach Burkhart calls a, a better game than he dances. But we'll uh, <laughs> let's let's listen to what he had to say with uh, the radio announcer Mitch after that big win at Eastern Washington. How about uh, let's get your let's get your head coach on here, Coach Burkhart. How you doing there, Coach? I'm doing good. Doing I, good. You, you, you uh, yeah, yep, yep. You look a little wet. Yeah, we had a good time in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, did you get the ETA tonight? Oh, we sure did. Even the first half, uh, you know, ETA for people who don't know, it's effort, toughness, and attitude now. Um, and we did. We sure did. Even the first half, we're up in rebounds, 21 to 15. They didn't have any second chance opportunities. They had opportunities, but no points. And we were beating them 12 to nothing. So usually at halftime, I'll, you know, I'll give a little, little chewing on the butt once in a while. But at this time, I thought the guys just needed to be praised of how hard they were playing. And we we were scoring pretty well, too. You, you look at the turnovers, I think we had eight turnovers. If you want to talk about that as a coach, but there's times you just got to keep your mouth shut and talk about the positive things. And, you know, the, the guys played good in the second half, and, and I know you'll get to that, but to be down 71 to 64 and end on a 14 nothing run tells you about the character of our young men. Yeah, I mean a fourteen nothing run to close the game, Coach. I mean that is that's that's astonishing. You you mentioned on on the ESPN interview about the crowd. Oh, unbelievable! Well, it, it's been like that all season long. But even the play, the players feed off that. In basketball, it's a six man up in Seattle. They call it the twelfth man, but it's real. Uh, coming home, I think we're seven and three at home right now. Eleven and all when leading at halftime. So it, it's something that. Our, our players absolutely do, and as the crowds come, hopefully they come back Saturday, and I think it's March 4th against Northern Colorado, but uh, we fed off of them the whole game, and they're into it. There's a college basketball crowd, and I couldn't thank them enough, and you know, one more thing I'll keep adding to that is that the great thing about it is Flagstaff Locals, there's people coming up from I-17, kind of our recruiting theory, and then obviously our band was outstanding, and our, our administrative team getting a kiss my axe shirts out. I mean, it, it's amazing what students will do for a t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, we love them all. <laughs> Coach, very emotional game. Three technical fouls in this game. How was your team able to kind of keep it under control? You mentioned that 14-0 run. That was after the double technicals. How did that? How did you guys control the emotions? Well, I appreciate you noticing that, James. It, it's an emotional game. Uh, they're very physical. They're, they're number one in our league for a reason. They're 
and, and they're so well coached. They manipulate the matchups, and they did it again tonight. And, and we had to make a decision at halftime. They had nine three-point attempts, and with about 12 minutes to go, they had seven already in the second half. So we just stuck to our game plan and hoped for the twos over the threes. Uh, they hit some threes, though. But the control of emotion is uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to do when your fans are backing in your back-and-forth game. But um, we made some clutch shots. And, um, you know, I don't know the answer to that except probably the character of our guys. Well, Coach, I know that you've got to dry off. You've got to go talk to the other media here in just a moment, and we need to let you go do that. But And, and you're going you're gonna to take a moment, obviously, to, to celebrate a really significant win for this basketball program over first place Eastern Washington. But then you've got to go back to work. I mean, Idaho is in town, and, and there are four games left in the regular season. And now the, the, the table has been set for this basketball team to try to make a run to a bye in the first yeah. round of the Big Sky Championships in March. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, I'll, I'll go home and uh, we'll get something to eat with the kiddos and we'll watch some basketball tonight. I think Arizona, Washington State's on at 9. I'll start watching our game while that game's on. And, you know, by the time we hit the court tomorrow, we'll be ready to go against Idaho. And, you know, they've been playing really well. And we talked about in the locker room, good teams come home and take care of the next game after emotional game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to come back and... You know, if you call this work, we get get to play college basketball. So we'll be ready to go at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Oh, Coach, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Great so, time. I am so Great happy time. Thank you, you guys. so much to all the crowd. Oh, you bet, man. Coach Shane Burkhardt joining us here on the Nova Home Loans postgame show. Let's pause. Your Northern Arizona basketball update has been brought to you by Poor Man's Epoxy, your choice of local handcrafted epoxy products in Lakewood and Michigan. No custom project is too big or too small. Check out poormansepoxy.com or contact Brett at 369-0684 and get your project started. And I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast today that we're going to have a little Dickinson County flavor. We talked about some ski jumps, and we're going to head back to Dickinson County for Crouchy's Corner today. Yeah, good interview. The one thing I started thinking about, though, you mentioned Dickinson County flavor. This is actually... With a, with an Ontonagon County yeah, twist. The the soft side of Ontonagon yeah, County. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Another white piner, but I mean, hey... We we talked. I sent you the info earlier in the week too, right, Coach John Pinter? Yep. Alpina. My white pine's getting a lot of love on this podcast. A little too much. I think yeah. it's we. It starts with Steber, so we get Stebs on, have a nice interview with him. Then I'm playing his song on Listen to the Lyrics. I think you're sucking his ass. Yeah. Well, now we got Olkinen on here, more white pine, and we got Johnny Pinter. You know, getting retiring after 30 years, a head coach at at Alpena High School. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we're which isn't he related? Isn't he related to Steber? He is. Yeah, we're gonna have to make a little geographical move next. We got a soft side side of one one step away from having Pat Carmella tell us bicycle stories and getting wager talk info from Duke LaBarge. Anyway, sat down and talked with. No, we we kind of figured that he's the at least tied for the senior most coach in boys hoops in the UP, hey? Dan Olkinen, well, that's yeah. at Kingsford. He's got to be right up there. We talked to him about it a little bit, and uh, I guess we don't have the exact uh, you know answer to that, but he's certainly yeah. got to be right there. And, and I've known him for a long time, and good friend of ours. Yeah. So let's listen to what Coach Olkinen had to say. Thanks for joining us tonight, Olkie. Um, we got to start off with the, the, the question we ask all of our, our guests here. Have you ever listened to one of these podcasts? I have. I have. I, I saw you 
you guys on Facebook this fall, I believe. It might have been around the Jake Witt. Did you uh, have him on this fall? And you're yeah. talking football. Yeah. I got to catch part of that. And then a few along the way, and I just uh, I said I caught the Mike Mackey one I really enjoyed here uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. Got to see my old uh, mentor, Mike Stever. You guys, uh, you know, talked talk to him a few weeks back. And, no, it, it's a great thing. It's a cool thing. And, um, you know, it, it's exactly what I expected that would come from you guys, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go back in time here. Um, you know, as far as like you and I, we, we, we played against each other in high school and then we, you know, went, went to college, had a lot of the same classes together and stuff like that. But, but, but you and Oge go, go way back. Why don't you start with, you know, the relationship you guys had from back when you guys were little kids? Well, you know, growing up and obviously we had a big rivalry, White Pine, you and Trout Crick. Um, you know, and it's one thing is I really, you know, I like football, but I really, you know, love the basketball part of it. And some reason, I don't know how old John and I got, got a little relationship. It might've been like maybe freshman year or sophomore year or something like that, that, uh, you know, we started competing, but then started talking and, and started some doing stuff in, uh, in the uh, off season. Okay. In the summers and, and hanging out, but then, uh, but then I uh, had a few basketball camps together over the years and, um, you know, it was a, it was a great rivalry. I think, uh, go ahead, Oja. Really, I'm thinking too. If I if I look back at this, Oaks, I remember us playing one hell of an eighth grade championship basketball game, and it was in UM, yeah. and that was like the first time I remember going, okay, there's that side of that Noggin County's got some players a little, you know, and that was that was really the first time I I remember competing against you to a point where I'm going, okay, we you know we got to stay sharp and. Because it was a hell of a game, if I remember right. Both teams scored probably close to 70-some points. It was ridiculous in six-minute quarters, correct? <laughs> it, it was. You know, back back then, you know, thinking about that, I, I definitely looked a little bit different back then. I think I was probably about the same weight, just a little bit different height. But, <laughs> um, you know, look at the guys that we had. We, 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 we went all the way through with those same guys. And, you know, I think you, you, you grow together and, you know, developing at that age. Um, you know, but we had the gym open in White Pine every night. We had the men in the community, just like you did, Oge, with with you know harnessing you guys and and making sure that that you're going to be the next guys that carry on the you know the warrior pride there. Really put a lot of time into us, but yeah, that was uh, that was probably the first time. But then obviously when we started playing sports together. Our it was a sophomore year, I believe, when we co-opt. Yeah, um, we really connected with all you guys. It was a great it was a great team atmosphere. We became great friends during that first few months of the school year and then had to throw on our different colors and, and battle. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, for, for people that, that don't know, I mean, it, it was an odd thing for, for two rival schools like that. And white pine had a, a tradition of football for many years, but the, the program had, had folded yeah. in. Um, it, it was odd, but I, I never remember it. Like after the first practice, whether we bust down to white pine or you guys came to you and whatever it was, it just clicked, you know, and it was a lot of great guys from your end that came up, you know, Johnny Pinter, of course, like right off the bat as, as a leader of yeah. the football team as I, when I was a sophomore and just a lot of great friends. And, but then to have that just stop in November and all of a sudden we split <laughs> and next thing you know, we're, we're, you know, teeing it up in basketball. It was an odd thing that way. Well, the nice thing yeah, is it was, it, both yeah. of you guys were able to, and your football playing careers 
on the shores of Torch Lake in Lake Linden, if I do recall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, both of you guys two, got two weeks in a, Two weeks. And I believe it was two weeks in a row we had to go up to that place that I don't know what, the, what that field was that you had there. Was it a field or a mud hole or whatever it was? It was but it was, two weeks in a row we had to go play you guys up there. And yep. Yeah, you wouldn't ask for anything <laughs> better. But you guys, you guys always got both. You guys obviously got us both in, ba in basketball. Um, and and it's it's been cool, you know, keeping relationships over the years. And now we sit back and we joke about this. But and, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about the path you took, Olki. You know, because we're joking about football a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about the path you took when in, in going and becoming a college athlete. Um, well, I had an opportunity, and I don't know, for whatever reason, the football coaches contacted me. Um, it must not have been a late Clinton game, hey? I, it, 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 no, no, no. Fezzi, I think, had the best of me that game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, it, it, uh, I got the opportunity there quite a few. And, but I, my love was basketball. I mean, it really was if I were to play a sport. But, but I got enough, uh, you know, offer waved in front of me. Um, um, Coach Buck Nystrom, I got recruited at Northern, um, you know, in the summer there, but, or the, the, right now, kind of the 91. And, um, you know, I didn't come from much. I didn't have a lot. My parents didn't have a lot. And um, it was a great opportunity to get some money and go to school. And, and I kind of jumped on it. Um, and as it went along throughout the summer and working out and stuff, something just kind of sick feeling in my stomach that I just, it wasn't something I wanted to do. And uh, I called uh, Coach uh, Mark Marano was the head coach at the time. Mm -hmm. I called him a couple of a couple of weeks before camp and just let him know that that you know coach appreciate the offer just uh it just wasn't for me and um you know I just went and uh, became a student for a couple of years um but I was always involved the first thing I did was walk into the coach's office Dean Ellis's office and kind of talk to him say hey you know I'm around or can I go to open gyms or that kind of stuff and and it was the first year I just played a lot of basketball noon ball and and six o'clock ball every day and at the Peef and at Hedgecock and um, I, uh, it was after my, you know, nothing really was really happening. I wasn't good enough the first year and second year they were loaded They had 15 guys on the team. And, and I was, uh, I was done. I was, uh, I think I was quitting school. Didn't really care for it. Uh, I was going to go uh, work construction and pound some nails and on dog and, uh, and, uh, sort of make that my life. And, um, but then I had, a, I had, I had some great people along the way that, uh, that pushed me and, and, uh, one of them was, uh, was uh mike steber and uh it, it, it talk about a mentor and a guy that that basketball just like we all did but you know he, he never had that opportunity to to play at the college level and i just remember or at, at northern i remember him telling me just you walk in the office and you tell him that you'll do anything that you want to play and 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 he did it i i i talked to uh, i got to talk to matt wonders at a gus macker that summer and i think it was 93 and he said hey You've been around. The coaches like it. I think they're gonna. They, they want you to uh, take on a team. Another one was uh, um, who was also the, the grad assistant, Wilsey Christian Wilson. I saw him. <laughs> saw him there. He was the grad assistant. I won't get into Christian. We had him on the podcast a while back, Oki. You got to get that interview too. Oh, well, I don't know if I could say. I've been through a lot of one-on-ones with him. I don't know if I can take. No, no, he's a great guy. But they said, "Hey, Plus, that was the and, bourbon episode. I got the opportunity." Oh. I, yeah, I didn't see that one. <laughs> so you you yeah. had a whole no, was it basically a year and a half, Oki, that you were not involved in sports before you jumped on the team before you got your opportunity. It was it was I, two years. I my, my my junior year was when I made the Northern team. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it because you had a hell of a career. I mean, didn't you leave the Kodiak and rebounding? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, my first year. I didn't play much. Obviously, you're fighting for your time. You're figuring it out, and you're getting punched in the back by Matt Wonders daily. You're, you're <laughs> just, you know, you're, you're fighting through to figure out where you're at. And uh, I worked hard, and I didn't play much my first year. But my second year there, I got I started half the games, and and uh, it was great. And then my last year, obviously, I was, I was second in the Gleak and rebounding. Um, started every game, and it, it was just a blast. And it's something they like said I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade for anything. The experience I had, the opportunity that Coach uh, Dean Ellis gave me, and Troy Madison, and, and all the all the connections that you make along the way. So, so then. You know, you get through, we're, we're talking the, the mid-90s because we all got into teaching really about the same time, get through school, and Kingsford was your first opportunity and only teaching job, correct? Uh, well, it was my first teaching job, but it, I student taught my my last year after I was done with basketball. I student taught in, a, in the fall of 1996 at Marquette High School. I had the opportunity. I got the varsity coaching job in Rapid River, and I lived in Gwynn. So I drove 125 miles a day just to do my student teaching, go to Rapid River, and I got the opportunity Rapid River and experience that. Um, that was an eye opener. Yeah. Coming straight out of college basketball, you you know the language you you talk, you know the mentality you have, and I forgot I was in high school, and uh, it was uh, it was definitely I had to figure that out quick. But it was a great experience. Fred Stage and Bill Pistolka gave me an opportunity, and two two other great the great guys there. Um, another mentor there was was uh, Greg Rubick. You guys know Fred over there, coached right Gladstone. Uh, you wrapped River football three years, and just great people there. And we were three and eighteen, but it was a learning experience. And if they would offer me a job, I'm sure that's where I'd have been. You know. And then uh, next year, I got hired at Kingsford, and kind of took off from there. That well, worked, let's uh, uh, let's go ahead. When did you? So do you? When? What year did you start in Kingsford? 97. So 97, same year as us. We're yep. all in the same boat here. And then you, you became the yeah. head basketball coach in 2000, you said. And let's let's just take a look at that real quick because, you know, Oj and I obviously talk a lot. And, you know, I walked into a head coaching situation where I took over at a school where football was the was the program. And Oj took over in Calumet where, you know, basketball was kind of a swear word at the time. And you're coming into Kingsford when Kingsford might be the premier program in the Upper Peninsula on the football field. You know, what was that like taking over a program that was, you could see the athletes that will walk through the halls, but to try and build a, build a program, what were some of the challenges you, you faced early on in your career there? You're right. You, you really knew where you stood as a program when, when we walked in. Um, the thing is like before I had it, Todd Roll, the coach before me, he's a, great basketball mind out of North Dickinson. He coached for a couple of years, but then you had Dan Short. You guys know Danny Short, oh, Lake yeah. Linden boy, right? From, from, and he coached nine years before that. And they worked their tails off getting that program and, and doing some young stuff uh, with the younger kids. And it was an eye opener on just uh, how and what people thought and kind of the community about it, but it was still a great place. People still wanted you to win. You know, they still, they still wanted you to, you know, to, to put the time in and, and run those off season programs. But, it wasn't an uphill battle. You know, I knew where I stood. I mean, you got a state championship coach and Chris Holfer and the, the, you know, the years of everybody. And, and I coached football there for four years when I first started. It was a great experience. It was a great to be a part of that. And, um, but yeah, we, we worked at it. You know, we really worked at it throughout the years. And it, it was like a roller coaster, though. I mean, over the last 20, this is my 24th year and it's been that roller coaster. But 
in the last five, six, seven years, it's been it's been really good, and I think it's been on a climb, and we've had tons of community support. Well, you, uh, you know, we, we mentioned a little bit before we started recording too, and I'm not sure what the answer to this, but I'm guessing uh, between you and, and Bucky and Iron Mountain and uh, who else, you know, maybe on the girls' side, Julie Philpis and Holton, you know, you look at some of these coaches, you're getting in the mid-20s as far as the number of years you've been there, and that's the tenure is probably as long as anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really keep track, I guess, of, of, you know, the longevity. Well, I, I can't say that because I just said, it, you know, being lucky being there and having the support and, and having ADs to help you push through stuff when times are tough, right? You know, and have people behind you. And I've had great, great uh, JV and freshman and junior high coaches, you know, to, to keep pushing through. But I made the comment, I was talking to Gladstone has another new head coach. This is the eighth, eighth varsity yeah. coach in the 24 years at Gladstone. And I've been there. So, you know, when you talk about consistency, I've been lucky that that these ADs and our school administration have trusted me. And it hasn't always been great. You guys know it's a, you, you always got to go through bumps in the road and things that you wish you did better or, or this or that. But it's uh, it's been lucky. And I, I I don't know anybody else. You know, Harvey uh, or Bucky there is the same as me. I think this is his 24th year at the varsity. And, you know, I don't know anybody else still other than Tracy Hudson moved from boys to girls last year you know for consistency of, of state and varsity but i don't know how the east or you know maybe doug ingles and green you know those guys like that but yeah it is uh it, i guess it is kind of rare i never really thought of it yeah i just and julie's the only one that came to mind for as far as this area she's been at holton forever so interesting but yeah and you know you uh you've had some good athletes over the years too and and some very good ones and guys that went on to play collegiately um, in, in both yeah. sports, whether, you know, be football or basketball and stuff like that. I know you don't want to get into a, a ton of that, but um, just yeah, think about some of those guys, maybe mention a few of the names that, that, you know, come to mind as far as some of the guys that you coached over the years that were special to you. Well, it, it's interesting because I think about those guys all the time. You know, we, we've had a heck of a run the last last year and this year where we sit, you know, it's 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 been pretty crazy and it's been a lot of fun and, you know, you look back to my my first years there. I don't know if you guys remember the name of John Bjork. That was my first team, and mm-hmm. and he was my point guard, and and he was and he was a great leader. You know, that took a little bit of obviously for those guys to to get used to me. But then after that, you guys got like Billy Gribble, but obviously Steve Short. You guys know Steve Short. That should be a household Houghton name up there for what he did in tech football. And he was a heck of a basketball player. I got a I got a um, great story you know, for you, Loki. My favorite Kingford story of all okay. time. You you probably don't even know this. So obviously the the short family is pretty pretty popular in Lake Linden, right? And when Steve, yeah. Stevie was a senior, and let's not forget his mom's from Mohawk. Yeah, whatever. Oh, she, you're right. She is Mohawk. <laughs> so Stevie was a senior in high school, and Russ Lorne, who recently passed away, has been very close with Danny over the years. And you know, Russ was coaching with me, and he he, he coaxed me into. We drove down to watch you guys play Marquette at your place one night on whatever a Tuesday night. And Russ drove, so my life was in danger all the t- up there and back. But we were sitting in that gym, and it was a great game. Marquette was loaded, and, and Stevie was phenomenal. And he got a breakaway, and he went up and tried to hammer one, and he missed it. And and Russ stood up and yelled, "No, don't do that!" And I just slapped <laughs> my ass off at that because I'm like, "God dang it, he's a six foot one kid, and he just just almost stuffed it against Marquette." And you probably <laughs> were at the game; it was awesome. It's my favorite Kingsford basketball story of all time. 
Yeah, no, I rem- I don't remember you being at the game, but and I don't actually remember that. We've had that's one thing with Marquette. We have had some crazy battles over the year. You know, you get the two, two biggest schools around the area kind of at the time, but but no, I appreciate you even know what Kingsford basketball was and the football guy like you making that trip from Lake Linden must have been must have been tough, but wow, <laughs> I we, appreciate yeah, it. Let's let's not get crazy here now. We uh we uh, spent some time in your basement at the little dribbler tournaments over the years too. So we're well aware. Oh yeah, of I know. I just think for basketball just, program. Just thinking, thinking about the time Oge Oge invited to the tournament, and all of a sudden he goes to the wrong house and he sits and has a couple beers with my neighbor before he even comes <laughs> over here. He yeah. saw the, he saw the first he saw the first basketball hoop on the street and he thought that was it. Yeah, well the, the cars were spilled over the, into the neighbor's lot. I had no clue, so I walked. <laughs> they, they were actually nice people on it. Yeah, actually more than Okies. So. See, you now you know what I deal with on a weekly yeah. basis with him. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. No, to finish up your your guys are a couple that old just question. You know, and you got guys like like said Steve Short and. Um, and obviously, you know, the later the last couple here with well, 16, we won districts, Chris Roll, but Nick Nora, obviously you guys got him up at tech right now. And I, I think you had a pretty good, pretty good season on the football field there. And it'll probably just keep increasing. So he's a, he's a tough one, but then obviously we got Gavin Grandin right now. We got some special players and it seems like they're all our biggest leaders. And you look at it, we're, we're seem to be the point guards. It just, uh, you know, the guys that you, you put in trust and usually the, the, the toughest competitor. So it's been interesting. Well, I guess before we're done here, just, you know, tournament time is coming up, which is hard to believe it's uh, we're at that point late February, but just give us a little bit of a, the pulse of basketball on that end of the UP. Um, you know, we cover a lot of, of the girls and boys here, but you know, what, what's, we, you know, Iron Mountain's tough. Bucky's got a heck of a crew. You've had two, <laughs> two tough battles with them. See Norway's decent. Um, just touch on a little bit of basketball over on that end as a tournament. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's the biggest thing is growing up in White Pine and the way we played Oge. I mean, it didn't seem like the defense was that huge back then. I mean, I think we thought we were playing defense in our two on two zones and that kind of stuff. But <laughs> just I think the way that the <laughs> the the way that that the, you know people coach now and you have the strength and athleticism of these kids and. We, the area is great. I mean, you know, look at our our, our conference alone. I mean, with Menominee, I mean, I, that T- Tanner Turkoff last night, her sophomore, at two dunks against us. He kid is is just extraordinary. And obviously, Bucky is holding five. He's got guys off the bench. But um, Gladstone's tough. Escanaba, Marquette, they just seem to reload year after year. And, you know, it, it's anybody's, you know, with those districts, I think, with those teams, we're going to see a heck of a game battle, I think, between Menominee and Iron Mountain next Friday night. I mean, that that's going to be crazy again down in Menominee. You know, we, we ourselves, you know, hopefully can get through the first game there and, and either Gladstone or Escanaba. It's another it's another battle. We're, we're lucky that we have a home finally. It's been seven years since we've got the host, um, so we get the home court. But I think coaches do a great job. I think it, it brings up the level of, of even the Class D schools and C schools around our area. But you know, for, uh, for, um, you know, that gets the gauge. I think basketball is in a, a pretty good place overall this last couple of years. We had a little down, down time between, and some schools were good, but hopefully, you know, the kids keep getting after it, you know, get off their self, get off that, that post COVID, you know, type of thing that hurt everybody and, um, you know, get out there and, and compete. Do you remember when it was just simple when, when the tournaments were, a host team had the tournaments and you didn't have all this other stuff. And we got together at Hedgecock and, and it's, you know, well, it's a little uh, crazy. That's, 
I, I can't get over it with all the travel and who's hosting and who's got this and who's got that. Not to mention the fact, like, what would there's back in the day? When's the last time that there's been four Class C teams in a regional, a UP regional? That doesn't happen anymore either. Yeah. No, and I, I remember listening to your podcast there with, with Mike Mackey and you guys talking about uh, the Ramada Inn. I mean, remember how many years that we spent together up there? Me and Joey Gary would, you know, put our Letterman jackets on and walk down, you know, Washington Avenue there. I mean, think it were a big deal, but it was just fun to be <laughs> hanging out and watching well, all the we parents get deal. together, throwing people in the pool. I mean, yeah. yeah, we never, yeah, but but that was, it was great when there's that one place and I do miss that stuff. And I learned about that, especially when going to class B, because I was always, Class C, where we, you know, I got the opportunity with you to play up at Hedgecock our senior year, you know, in my sophomore year. And, but then all of a sudden you become Class B, you have a district, and then you're off down to, I remember first one was at uh, Sheboygan, you know, and, but they did it. They had the four games there, it was just away, and they did the same thing at Houghton Lake and, and um, when we played there and, and Petoskey, but it's just different because you're going away. And hopefully this is the first time, I, I hope this year that we can win our district because our first regional game would be in Munich. First time for a Class B regional other than at Sault Ste. Marie. You know? oh, that would be huge. That would so be huge. it just, yeah. Well, but no, it's, 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 uh, it, it's been great. Well, Olki, as we uh, run, run, out of, run out of time here again, now we're taping this during the week, but more importantly, you know, when this podcast, <laughs> this will be post ski jumps. I assume I'm going to see, I'll, I'll see you Saturday somewhere at the ski jumps floating around, right? Oh. Yes, I, I I could probably probably get there. Maybe we could do a little side interview. You know, yeah. To see what can maybe I can maybe I'll interview you. Oj, I heard wasn't coming this year. Yeah, Oj's gonna go sad on, about that, but probably read a book or something. But yeah, we'll be in that shack on the side of the hill this this year. But you know where we usually. <laughs> are, but um, I want to thank you. For well, you let me know when you're there. I'll come see you. Yeah, you know where we'll, you know where we'll be. Um, we'll uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a you know, been great keeping a friendship with you guys over the years. Um, wish that the best of luck to the Flivers. I appreciate it. You know, you guys have always been great friends, and that's why I enjoyed seeing you guys here and, and see what you're doing for the connection of UP sports, but to keep the old alive. I mean, it, it, there's nothing like seeing seeing where people have been and, and listen to their stories because, you know, it is win, lose, or draw during a season. When you look back at, at high school sports and what we've done or, or anything throughout people's career, about the connections you made and, and seeing what people's lives turned out to be and, and the impact that they've had you guys have made a great impact as varsity coaches keep it for thank you guys for that and and hopefully that we can all leave a leave a heck of a trail for people to follow well have a good district Oki. good good touch and base with you again we'll stay in touch man all right thanks a lot guys appreciate it okay Oge. little sunday afternoon wager talk with Oge. What's on tap today? Probably some college basketball, maybe some NBA, I'm guessing. Probably shying away from the NHL. Yeah, I was a little bit out of the uh, out of the betting mode when I was out at camp here because just was off the grid a little bit. So I, I didn't do anything over the weekend at all and uh, started looking a little bit this morning. So I'm going to have some fun today. I got a few things I like. And number one is our boy Zach Eady again. And he didn't didn't come through for us the other day, and it wasn't his fault. Um, but the 2010 bet that we've done with Edie, or I've done, I was five for five on that going into the midweek game and they played Rutgers. And one of the things I was worried about with it was a blowout and they blew him out. Edie came out of the game with, he had 23 points and seven boards, like 10 minutes left. Yeah. In, there was in like the 10 or 12 minutes left in the game and, and you can't, you can't keep him on the floor. Yeah, he never point. saw the floor again. So, 
So we lost that, but they got Michigan today um, at but, Michigan. They're a 13 and a half point favorite. So, I mean, but what happens if they blow them out now too? Because well, Michigan could roll. I, Michigan doesn't guard anybody. I know, but like I said, they could. They might just roll over real quick and that one could be over. And, but the other part of that is if I stick with one of my rules, it's take those home underdogs. Oof. So I haven't done that though. 13 and a half is a lot of points it is, in the Big Ten. I could see that. I could see Michigan losing by 113. Uh, so we're going to do the ED bet for sure. Um, I like that one. Uh, I, Michigan State coming up a little bit later. I got to check the totals on it, but I think State is about a three-point favorite last I saw against Ohio State. I think they're 10. 10? Oh, it was, I know what it was. It was the teaser that Parley Pete was talking about. Oh, he teased yeah. it down. I was, I was looking at games that I'm going to watch here today, and I, I think State's around that 10 point. Yeah, well, I don't like that then at all. I don't like state at all. They're with the, with too the much of a spread. wild card with that stuff. But Malik Hall on his points, he's got 15 and a half. Take the over. He's been scoring a little bit. I like that. Um, and then the big one today that talk about player props. I mean, the Bucks are playing at 1:30, I believe, something like that. One, maybe one o'clock against Philly. They're at Philadelphia. Bucks came off a good win the other night. They beat the Timberwolves. And Malik Beasley's three-point total is at two and a half. It varies, bounces from two and a half to three and a half, and it's at two and a half, and you got to jump on that. So that's a big one right there. Who does he play for? He's with the Bucks. He plays for so the Bucks. He's gonna. He's a high volume three point shooter, and when when you can see him, when you get his uh, totals at two and a half, take the over on is that. Is he a so chucker? Is he a chucker? He'll he'll be chucking them. Okay. Um, so that's a good one for you right there. Um, but you can maybe pair that up with the ED bet and have a little fun that way. Get a crossover NBA college so how about this how about this game today I thought that you might have some interest in because you brought this up to me last week about Nebraska at home what's the deal I think they're playing is it Minnesota is that who they're playing well let's take a look right now like let's I said it. I didn't get Nebraska is freaking at home they're I think you told me are they, are they undefeated at home yeah they haven't lost in the Big Ten they have one loss at home and it's a non-conference game so let's get that. That's a good. And I think it's tonight. I think it's a later game. I think they play later tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I was doing a little scan this morning when I was developing new and creative lesson plans for the children. But yeah, Minnesota at Nebraska. ESPN has Nebraska at six and a half point favorites. See, uh, by the way, I'm looking at the, some of the scores right now. St. John's is up 28-25 on Creighton. You know what your uh, boy Rick Pitino is wearing today? Oh, oh good Lord. It's got to be some a velour suit. All white. Oh, good Lord. Coach Patino's got the all white suit on. That should have been an automatic bet on St. Well, John's. you know, I used to like him too. I used to be a big Patino, but God, he's just gotten so bloody weird. Uh, he's a little different. Yeah, I don't think he would be he would be invited in for a sauna. So you got that you got it at what now? Oh yeah, state's a ten point favorite, so we mentioned that. Yeah, on on ESPN here in Nebraska. There you go. Six thirty six thirty tip off. That's another one right there. I mean, if you want to just maybe again if you want to pair that up with something else and just take Nebraska on the money line, you could do that, but they're not losing to Minnesota at home. So no. lock that one in. Nail them with the Beasley threes. He's a chucker. Be a good way to make some bucks today. Okay. Is that all we got? That's all I got. Beautiful. Let's hit the, let's hit the mailbag today. We got some action there. Got some questions and then some random thoughts from. Hey, speaking of random thoughts, do you, do you like your nipples? I guess I never really thought about are, it. But are, you, I, are you satisfied with how they look? Let me see them right now. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Pull that shirt off. No, maybe if we maybe if I come out for a sauna later, but here's here's why I'm asking. And for listeners that maybe aren't satisfied with their nipples, what the males. This is strictly males. Ed, he's the one that came to mind right away. Oh, he's, good he's had some he's had some complaints about his nipples for years. Um, but it sounds like for a, the wee cost of five thousand dollars. You can get a nipple job. You can ask different sizes, um, eraser type tips at the end. What? What? Why? I heard this. Why are you bringing this up? You can also, you can also get uh, your nipples to match David Beckham's. Is this going to tie in with officiating games in Sweden? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, uh, just a fact. So <laughs> let's, let's answer some questions here, and you keep that. Creepiness Five over. grand for David Beckham nipples. I don't even know who David Beckham is. You might want to think about that before the spring spring break trip. No, 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 no. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm I, now that now I should have just said yes. I am comfortable with what I have here. All right. Uh, first question. Howdy, boys. Howdy, Paul. Howdy, Paul. He says greetings from Morocco. Is he really all over traveling? Because he keeps sending pictures. I guess we got to believe he is. It, yeah. It's just kind of weird to be making stuff up like that. But anyway. who knows? Um, it says. You just turned 90 and once said that catching a knuckleball was easy. You just pick it up when it stops rolling. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, where does Mr. Baseball rank on the all-time list of baseball radio announcers? Paul from Boise. Yeah, so he's one that, in, in the general idea of a baseball announcer, you like the guys that when you listen to the game, you can't really tell if they're a Tiger announcer or a Toronto Blue Jay announcer, correct? Yes. And the one that comes to mind with that As, is the assuming great... Assuming the Tigers and Blue Jays are playing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the great Tiger, um, Ernie Harwell, comes to mind with yep. that. I listened to plenty of Ernie Harwell games as a kid because my dad's a huge Tiger fan, so they were on quite a bit. Um, so that's a style of, of baseball announcing that, um, you know, you, you just loved it and appreciated it. However, um, I've listened to Bob Euchre since I've been probably about eight, nine years old and still listen to him he doesn't do all the games anymore but there's no mistake in who yuke is cheering for oh yeah when he does the games and that's part of why i love him he still brings that energy and uh it's uh to me it's those first first games come on in april uh it just feels like summer again and and i look forward to it so he's my favorite for sure yeah and i kind of figured that i i he's in my he's in my top five for sure i mean he's up there i i enjoy listening to him i actually in the summertime i actually enjoy listening to a ball game while i'm cutting grass or something and and Yuke is right up there ernie what, harwell you know there. what Yuke is so good at too is like he'll he'll sit there like we're talking right now and you know bsing about having nipple jobs and he'll oh. and then the, and the two two pitch is low and away ball three and then he'll get back into it. So he's calling these games as he's telling stories about whatever. So it's how he's able to just go back in and, and keep the game coming to you. It's, it's great stuff. We should so, get him on the podcast. Yeah, well, Mad Dog can't even get him on the podcast well, yeah, or his, he, his Mad, show. Mad Dog hasn't been nominated for a Clinton Keeva Spark Plug Award. Spark Plug Award. All right. Um, here comes the Judd. When do you remember becoming a sports fan? How young were you? And who was the, the player team event that made you become a, a fan? Uh, for me, it was probably multiple, but I think, uh, you know, as, as far back as I remember, the first football jersey I ever had as a cowboy was Tony Dorsett, had a 30, number 33 Dorsett jersey. The first baseball jersey I ever got, Pinstripe Brewer home jersey um, with Cecil Cooper's number on the back, number 15. 
Um, so to me, NBA-wise, I did have a Bucks jersey too, a Sydney Moncrief number you're, four. You're a jersey guy, I guess. Oh, I was a big jersey, yeah, as a kid, constantly. But those are the ones that come to mind the most. I remember being in the backyard, tossing up a wiffle ball by myself and, and basically announcing a game in my head as being, a, you know, the Brewers, Molitor, third base, Jimmy Gantner at second, Yount at short, Cooper at first, Ben Ogilvy left, Gorman Thomas center, Charlie Moore right. Um, so Ted Simmons catching. That was the 82 team, and that's as far back as I go with that crew. So that's, to me, that's what it was. The Cowboys in the 80s loved them, you know, and uh, uh, Roger Staubach into Danny White, and but Tony Dorsett was my favorite player. Yeah, I'm going back to probably when I was first grade, little, little kid. So when we were growing up in Hubble, we, uh, we had a lot of kids in Hubble, right? There's a lot of people that you know that were all kids, and we've, played baseball all the time we we're always playing something there's there's baseball football road hockey whatever but uh baseball was one that i remember that i was able to play with the older kids you know earlier and we always put a lot of times played in our backyard if you hit it over the wall into the church it's a mm home -hmm. run so and, and and the braves were on tbs you know i loved playing baseball and then i loved you know the braves were on and you know Murph. Early, early 80s yeah you know because they covered every game. They, you could watch more Braves game on TV than you could Tigers games. Yeah. Was the Cubs on up here too? WGN? They were WGN, yeah. They were too, but we didn't care for the Cubs. At well, that their point. announcer was hammered. Oh, yeah. yeah this was a, check out the dude with the sombrero. <laughs> um, Cask and Flag and Dwayne. He says, I will keep it short so Crouchy doesn't get the opportunity to be distracted by those hardy UP butterflies again. What were we talking about? Continue on. Who's the greatest professional athlete? This is a good question, Oj. Who is the greatest professional athlete whose career was significantly impacted by injuries? All right. How about Eric Lindros? He's on my list. That was just a random thought for me right there. He's on your list? I do. Yeah, he was, he was probably on the road to becoming an all-time great. A lot of concussion. I mean, he was huge. I don't know that I'm going to put him number one, but he's not my number one. But I do have a list of people that, as I started thinking about this, that were impacted. You want me to throw a couple at you? Yeah, let's not, go. Not my top list. These are just people that could be there. How about Sterling Sharp? Well, the neck injury, eh? And he was good. I mean, he was. He had the, the strap from the helmet back yep. to his shoulder pads. God, that's a good one. He was probably an all good, on path to be. I mean, especially with. I mean, he played with Brett Favre when Brett Favre was young. Barb was, yeah, exactly. But they were a hell of a combo. They were. That was, that was some fun Packer games there with those two for sure. That's a good one. How about Danny Manning? Yeah, some knee injuries, hey? Great college player. Uh, he was, yeah, Kansas won. I'd never forget that game. He was so good in that tournament final four. Larry Brown? But he, he could uh, just couldn't stay healthy in the NBA. So, yeah, there's a good one. You said Eric Lindros. I mean, you can make a case for Bill Walton. Yeah, well, no doubt. You know, he... He had the college career, no, you know, no doubt was. No, he did though. His career wasn't really cut short because he did have a yeah, lengthy so that's NBA why career. I'm not putting him in there, but he was one that probably was going to be a great, an all-time great. The potential, what he had to be at the NBA, was was pretty much ruined by his injuries for sure. You know, and then along the same lines, how about Bo Jackson? Uh, that might be number one. I mean, he, he had potential to be Hall of Fame in two sports. That might be number one on the list right there. Okay. Um, Kerry Wood, remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 21 strikeouts for the Cubs. Yep. 
And then here's my That's a good one. He was he was a hell of a pitcher for that. Here's them. my final two, and you're one of these you're gonna be shocked by. Okay. How about Monica Sellis? She had uh she had an outstanding grunt. I told you I saw her play. Mm-hmm. But and and this really wasn't an injury. This was when she got stabbed. Yeah, Remember that? I do. She was on she was headed down the path to be maybe the greatest tennis player. It's a you good know? one. It's a good one. You know who I'm going with number one? And this is, uh, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but I'm going to go with Grant Hill. I don't even think he's in the top five of the ones you just listed. Grant Hill was was going probably had a chance to be a pretty. How many years did he play in the league? Like six. Was that was six. it. He, he he had those the feet. You know, no, I know he had. He had, a, and he had a couple good years. I remember watch, I remember going to a game one time at, when he was playing with the Pistons. He was so. I think he had the potential to be so good. And he just couldn't battle. You know, he had a couple of really good years when he was younger, and then died out with the injury. Well, I'm going with Bull. I like that. That was a good list, though. You did a hell of a job, but I don't think Grant Hill's the top one. But it's your list. Okay. What else we got? Um. Oh boy, Eddie. Oh God. Should we do the question or his ramblings first? It's been a nice little break from him. Yeah. Um, Crouchy. Ed? Is Oge known up in the Keweenaw as being a welcher? Bet was made and won by me on the Packers-Cowboy game. He still has not paid up. Where do I need to take this to get him to pony up? Okay, hey. now I remember the I remember the bet, right? You guys bet on the game. So has Ed been up here since then? Ed hasn't been up here in like five years. So, what was the bet? Dinner. Or, yeah, I believe it was dinner. Where? How do you, how does he expect? Oh, gonna, I told him, I, I told him, I'll catch him at Log Jam. He was there a number of years ago. Maybe you could door dash him. His wife fell down the steps from our house in Ewan. She had, went down the hallway to the bathroom, took one step beyond the bathroom, took a right turn down about 12 flights of steps. Still managed to get in a canoe for the poker run later that day. Now, if Ed would have done that, he'd have been on the couch icing the entire day. Tracy was tough. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I didn't agree I, to anything. If I happen to go down to Milwaukee for a Bucks game at some point coming up or uh, maybe in May, catch a Brewer game or whatever, I will get a hold of Ed and I will take him for some chicken strips. Yeah, you don't want to be a welcher. Yep. Yeah, well. but he's, he's always welcome to jump in with a – Couple of the people for that, that travel up here, from or time to maybe time. him and Tracy should take a ride to the Great North Country, stay at Hercules for a couple of days over the summer, and I'll cook him a hot dog on the grill. That'll shut him up. Yep. So he had some other ramblings. Do you want to deal with them, or should we? Well, move hey, on? speaking of bets, you haven't paid me yet either. So. Yeah. Well, when do you want to go? I don't know. Not, I to, not today. It's on a day. Yeah, I was going to actually. I was going to suggest it Friday night. Uh, like when a Cal game, but you had to go off to, you were heading out of town. Yeah, so here's another thing from Eddie here. I don't know. He says, guys, I couldn't help notice your poor choice of words in last week's podcast when referring to the tech girls as being pounded. <laughs> what? Oh, come on, Ed. <laughs> what the hell? Can we get back on track and keep it a clean family show? Well, maybe we should have, uh, we don't have people that work behind the scenes to edit our ramblings. <laughs> Not unless I know exactly where it is in the show. And Leave it to Ed to hear that, too, that I mentioned the tech women got pounded. Well, the he, tech... pro he probably notices the Mel Tucker <laughs> references, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, that, he is correct, though. It is 
was a poor choice of words. I didn't even notice, Oge. Did you say it or did I? I did. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just used to your inappropriate comments with your like your nipple talk today. But anyway. Yeah, well, thanks, Ed, for pointing that out. And we'll certainly, you know, work with our people a little more behind the scenes to try to edit some of that stuff because we do want to keep this a family show. Yes, we do. Located eight miles south of Lake Linden on the Boo Jack Road, the Dreamland Restaurants, your choice for a great dining, family-owned and operated for over 100 years. Whether you're in the mood for Mexican Monday specials, burgers, pizza, or Friday fish fry, Dreamland is your next stop. Well, we're kind of coming towards the end of our Mount Rushmore's, right? Thank we, God. We agree. Yeah. So we'll and we'll, we'll we'll maintain something. We'll always do these little lists because it's kind of fun to talk about and banter and little discussion points but uh we're going to head to the great northwest today seattle. pacific northwest seattle yeah and um i started looking at this and i got i got there there's two no-brainers there's two no-brainers that i have and i don't i'm going to assume you're going to agree with me but so i'm going to if your thoughts are two no-brainers i'm going to guess that we're we're on board with ken griffey jr and each row and then there's three Ken Griffey Jr. is number one. He's he may have ended up being the all-time greatest baseball player had he had a little more longevity. So I'm he's, missing I'm missing one. I, I'm a little surprised at this one too. Who are you picking from the Seahawks? Kenny Easley? Ooh. Russell or, Wilson? No, never. And not Jim Zorn, even though I like Jim Zorn. Kurt Warner? The running back? He was the all-time leading receiver in the NFL. Steve Largent. Yeah. He when he retired, he was the all-time leading receiver in the NFL. Well, not that that matters. Kurt Warner, the running back, just so people don't start yapping at me about the quarterback. Oh. Didn't they have a running back, Kurt Warner? I have no idea. Seahawks? Maybe. Well, they had uh, Marshawn Lynch. And his he was like in, a, in the nineties, I thought. Anyway, yeah, you're right, Largent. Jeez. I got to put him on there. He's got to be on there. So then, and then I got no problem with Ichiro either. I mean, he's God, is he good? I thought Edgar Martinez too, but you can't just load it up with the baseball guys. Yeah. Ichiro is outstanding. Those Ken Griffey Jr., Largent, Ichiro, those three, I think are we can carve those in the most. Supersonics, Seattle, and the Gary Payton, the yeah. glove. I got I got him down. Is he their best? Sue Bird. Sue Bird is one that I thought of, but I never. I've got to be honest, I never watched her play. I never watched her play. I, I used to watch I, in college a little bit. I liked Gary. I liked watching Gary Payton all the way through. I mean, Sean Kemp was exciting. Remember Tom Chambers? Oh yeah. But I think if you're picking the greatest superstar, I think Gary Payton's up there. Unless you got somebody else. No, I mean, well, that's a debate. You put him or career-wise, uh, Sue Bird's probably her stats and what she's accomplished in the WNBA. Let's do it. Let's put her on there. I, I think so. I okay. think she's earned that. I, I agree. But, you know, we don't want to come across as we're just picking all males, but because she obviously is an all-time great as well. I just don't. Anybody I don't have has any objections? We'd like to hear it. But each role, Ken Griffey Jr., Steve Largent, and Sue Bird yeah. as our Seattle Mount Rushmore. That's a pretty good one. Beautiful. All right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the lyrics today, Oge. A little Led Zeppelin last week. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I took a little heat from Eddie on that one also. He, it was an IPA week for him. He, he was, was, yeah, he was start, He was kind of yapping about the uh, the fact that that's like a, a Casey Kasem top 40 type song or something like that. I didn't play Stairway to Heaven. I could have. Yeah. Then he listed like about five other Zeppelin songs. Um, 
three of them, it is called Listen to the Lyrics, and so you got to be able to understand the lyrics, and three of the ones you listed, it's pretty hard to figure out what Robert Plant was muttering out there. And then Cashmere is about 11 minutes, so we're not putting yeah, that on no. there. But thanks again, Eddie. This week, where are we at here? There it is. Same spot it is every week. Bottom of the page. Listen to Lyrics is brought to you by Q and Auto Body, located on Pine Street in Calumet. They are your choice for quality collision and body repair since 1966. They are open 8 to 5, eight to five Monday through Friday and 8 to 12 on Saturday. Give them a call at 906-337-1203. Whew, that was a mouthful. You know who I got this week? Of course yeah. you do. I, I, I do. I'm uploads the one that... <laughs> <laughs> He does it all. This is the second time around for this legend that grew up musically in the middle of Laurel Canyon. Um, so classic rock lovers, if there's a documentary that you need to see, that's one of them. Have you ever watched the documentary called Laurel Canyon? I have not. I think you'd like it. It's uh, it's really good, and they focus on on this this uh, artist a little bit on there, along with the Eagles and Crosby, Stills and Nash, and people like that from that era. So. This song, simply put, is about a person seeking answers about his life and what he has become. He seems kind of concerned that he was, he's kind of grew numb to some of the things in life that he's no longer to experience. Um, the, the joy and the happiness that he once had doesn't seem to be there. Um, as he's drawing near the end of his life, he's afraid that it's too late to change. So that's what I got from this song. Uh, it's one of my favorites by Jackson Brown, who we played a number of weeks ago. So enjoy Doctor My Eyes. Doctor My Eyes have seen the years And the slow parade of fears without crying Now I want to understand I have done all
This time last year, we were just young podcasters, wet behind the ears, and now look how far we've come. People that just started listening to this thing, they got to really shake their heads at what this was all about in our first three or four episodes. Holy cow, were we bad. Eh? Think of how we did the music, those oh. first couple. I should actually go back and play those first five or so over till you, you know, till we figured this out and, and you figured it out. It didn't tape real well as we're uh, holding the phone up to a microphone. No, that was, uh, that was great. It's like, brings you back to the days when you're a kid taping songs out of your boombox off the radio, <laughs> hey? Yeah, good times, 50 episodes in, and now we're nominated for Spark Plug Awards. Yeah, and again, thank you to the, our, one, one of our tens of fans that nominated us. And very thanks. much appreciated. Very much, very humbling, and again, thank you to everybody that listens to us. Uh, send us, send us some emails. Again, social media, you can get a hold of us. You know, we always we always put that little, cool little graphic about the show up there. And we're on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. And we even have people working Facebook. Is the Facebook going to be able to get done this week with our... our... Yeah, well, we got a, an unpaid vacation from our uh, our Facebook guru. Yeah. I'll have to send a text and make sure that he finds it somewhere in his day to, to keep keep that rolling for us. Yeah, so we'll we'll be back next week. You got again the basketball season's cranking up. Yep. All the high school, you know, the hockey's cranking up, and then you got college. It won't be long, and we'll be talking about the Big Ten tournament coming up right around the corner. So looking forward to that. Um, we'll have the updates and all the games from the week locally, and uh, other than that, let's have a good day betting for those of you that are into it. Oh yeah, brother. See you, Oj. Talk to you later, Coachy. <laughs>